In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, the Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Which means that the things that other people say can get in your way. And the things that other people do can affect you too. Someone else's evil communications. Simply because you are listening to it or participating in it or are spreading it like gossip can leave a residue that jumps off them and can stick to you. Residue is stuff that is left behind from the original substance. Residue is something that is left behind from the original substance. For example, in a skillet or a pot or a pan, after you've cooked a meal, there's typically always some residue left behind that you have to clean or wash or scrub. And if you leave it, if you leave it there for any length of time or period of time, it can harden and it can get crusted over and you have to use more than just soap and water to wash it off. As humans, whatever we do, whatever we think, whatever we take on, whatever we take in, or even whatever we put out, always leaves a residue behind. Greetings, I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. Today's message is titled, Residue Falling Off You. Residue Falling Off You. Residue affects whatever it sticks to. It affects whatever it sticks to. And the longer you let it set, the harder it becomes to remove. Residue can be good or bad. Just like sowing good seed to reap a good harvest, bad residue can sow a bad seed which produces a bad harvest. So residue can be good or it can be bad. And that's why it's important for you and me and we to stay prayed up because someone else's residue can fall off them and stick to you. And see, you have to be careful because someone else's fear can fall off them and stick to you. And you have to be careful because someone else's hatred can fall off them and stick to you. But good residue can pass from one generation to the next in form of generational blessings. But bad residue can also pass from one generation to the next in the form of generational curses. And that's why it's always important for us, for you, for me, for us, we, to always wear the armor of God because everything that the devil tries to throw at us or tries to use to touch us should fall off of us and not affect us. It is vitally important that we always wear the armor of God, the full armor 
of God so that anything and everything that the devil tries to touch us with or throw at us falls off of us so that it doesn't affect us. And the full armor of God was so important to Apostle Paul that he wrote a letter to the Ephesians, the, the church that was in Ephesus, to help them understand the value and the importance and the, the benefit of actually wearing each and every single element within the full armor of God. Apostle Paul wrote a letter to the church that was in Ephesus. And in the last part of the letter, chapter 6, starting in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt around with truth, and having on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. And verse 15 says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And verse 19 says, And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, to the church in Ephesus, identifies individually and then collectively the entire and the full armor of God and why it's important for us to, to wear it. See, God's armor protects us from the things of this world that could negatively affect us. And, and see, the very opposite of that is the fact that whatever you take on in the things of this world that is not of God, not only affects you, but it leaves a residue that can affect others too. Lying is not of God, and cheating and stealing is not of God. Adultery and fornication, not of God. Malice and murder, lewdness and evil thoughts and wickedness, not of God. Homosexuality and sodomy and bestiality are all things that are not of God. Coveting what someone else has and even disobedience, all things that are not of God. And there's a long list of things that can weaken, when you take them on, they, they can weaken the full armor of God 
to the point to where it is no longer effective at protecting us from the things of this world that can negatively affect us. So again, anything that is not of God that we take on or take in or or put on or or even put out can leave a residue that can affect not only you but it can affect others too. Whatever we do affects others too. And whether or not we leave behind a, a good residue or a bad residue is really up to you. And that's why you have to be careful because someone else's residue can fall off them and it can stick onto you. Someone else's temptation can fall off them and stick to you. So you have to constantly work at strengthening your armor so that no one else's residue can stick to you. You have to put on the belt of, of truth so that the residue from anybody else's lies doesn't fall off them and stick to you. You have to keep on the, the breastplate of righteousness so that riotous living from other folk doesn't leave a residue that falls off them and sticks to you. And you have to keep your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace so that the wars that other people start doesn't leave a residue that falls off them and sticks to you. You have to keep holding on to the shield of faith so that any darts that Satan throws at you doesn't leave a residue that falls off whoever throws it and sticks to you. And you have to be mindful to keep wearing the helmet of salvation so that the thoughts and actions, the sinful thoughts and actions of unsaved folk and even from right within the church doesn't fall off them and stick to you. And most importantly, you have to keep carrying the sword of the spirit, which, which is the word of God, so that the residue from folks who do not honor God or honor Jesus as the Son of God or honor the Holy Spirit does not fall off them and stick to you. Over the past several years, I said this in my last message, over the past 10 or 15 years, this country has become inundated with folks who do not honor Christ as Lord. They don't honor Jesus as Lord and as a result, that residue from that Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, can fall off them and stick to you. You have to be careful to wear the full armor of God because the end time is coming and the war is getting closer. The, the last battle, the Armageddon, is getting closer. The Apostle Paul closes this letter to the church in Ephesus by saying that they had to, you know, we have to pray always in prayer and supplication in the spirit. Not only pray for ourselves, but for other saints so that the residue from people who do not pray and don't, do not have a prayer life and 
don't talk to God in prayer and go to God in prayer doesn't fall off them. That residue does not fall off them and sticks to you. You see, the whole armor, the full armor of God has to be worn at all times. You cannot wear just a portion of it. You have to wear all of it. And it's important because Satan is very slick. He's very subtle. And he can attack one portion of it, whether it's through the, the belt of truth or the breastplate of righteousness or the helmet of salvation. Satan will attack just one portion. If he sees it getting weak in you, he will attack that particular portion and weaken the whole armor because without that one part, the whole armor becomes weak. And so you have to keep wearing it and you have to keep walking in it. Because not only do you want to be protected from the sinful thoughts and sinful actions of yourself and other people, but you want to be protected from those sinful thoughts and sinful actions because it leaves a residue that can affect you. You want to be protected from the residue. You want to be sure and you want to make sure that that residue never sticks to you. Brothers and sisters, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And when we do, whatever we do can fall off us and stick to others too. The sin we commit, that means you and me, if we commit, leaves a residue that can fall off of us and stick to others too. You have to be extremely careful because it's not just one-sided. The sin that others commit leaves a residue that can fall off them and stick to you. But the sin that you commit, you, me, we, that we commit can fall off us and stick to others too. What are you dealing with in your life right now that you need to be rid of today? What are you holding on to? that needs to be residue falling off you? Are you letting the residue from the stuff that other people are dealing with fall onto you? Are you allowing the sin that other people commit to cross over into your life by you participating in it or spreading it? Or are you strong enough to let their residue never touch you? Are you putting on, walking in, and using the full armor of God so that the residue that falls off someone else can never stick to you? Are you putting on, walking in, and using the full armor of God so that no sin can get in? Let me give you a little bit from my own testimony. 24 years ago, September 12th, 1991, 24 years ago, I walked away from using drugs and alcohol. I got clean and I got delivered. And since then, there has never been any form or any manner of residue left behind. So if you've used drugs in the past or if you're using drugs right now you can get clean you can get delivered but getting clean and getting delivered is just 
two steps in the process. There's a third step that most people fail to to take notice of or, or often forget or ignore. Once you've used drugs, uh, there's a residue that's left behind. And that residue can, if somebody else, if you associate with other people that are using drugs after you've gotten clean and you're not going back to minister to them or counsel them out of their addiction, their residue can fall back on, can fall off them and fall back onto you. And if you've used alcohol in the past or if you're using alcohol right now, you can get clean. You can get delivered. But getting clean and getting delivered, again, are only two steps in the process. There is a third step that most people ignore and most people forget about and most people don't want to deal with. Uh, getting clean from abusing alcohol and getting delivered from abusing alcohol are only the two steps. There is a third step that you need, mandatorily need, and that is getting rid of the residue that is left behind. And if you continue to associate with others that are still drinking, again, it can be something just as simple as you leaving work in the afternoon, going to a bar, and even though you don't do anything but drink a Coke, everybody else in the bar is drinking, and their residue can fall off them and stick to you. You have to be very, very careful that if you're not going there to minister or witness to people, don't go. Residue can fall off them and stick to you. If you're stuck, if you are stuck in a generational curse, you can get clean, you can get delivered, but you also have to let that residue fall off you. See, you can be free of the cycle of poverty and prison, and you can be free of the cycle of hatred in your heart, and you can be free of envy and coveting what other people have and you can be free of speech that does not honor God and you can be free of profanity and you can be free of a whole list of things by getting clean and getting delivered from those things is only part of the process you have to get rid of completely get rid of the residue that can continue to stick to you and when it sticks to you it will eventually fall off you once you get stronger. It will eventually fall off you and stick to others. You have to completely eliminate it. Because once you've eliminated the residue and gotten rid of the residue from a generational curse, it can no longer affect the lives of the family members that are coming behind you. So eliminate that residue. Let that residue fall off from you and die so that it can no longer affect the lives of the the other family members and the people that are coming behind you. Let the residue end with you. Let the curse stop with you. Let that sin die with you. Don't pass that residue on to your kids or their kids or continuing generation after generation after generation. Let that residue fall off you. And then you get strong enough, put that whole armor of God back on so that it can't return to you seven times worse and so that it can no longer affect the lives of the people that are coming after you. Residue is the stuff that is left behind from any original substance. It's the stuff that is left behind from any original substance in a skillet or pot 
or a pan. Once you've cooked a meal, there is always typically some residue left behind. And the longer you leave it there, the harder it will become to clean. Again, whatever we do, whatever we think, whatever we take on, whatever we take in, whatever we put on, and even whatever we put out, can leave a residue that falls off us and can stick to others too. The same is true for others. Whatever they take on, whatever they take in, whatever they put on, whatever they even put out, can fall off them and the residue can stick to you. Brothers and sisters, are you walking around with residue from a relationship that ended long ago? Are you walking around holding on to anger that you should have let go from an incident or a situation or a circumstance that happened long ago? Are you still holding on to the residue? Are you carrying residue from feelings that you had in the past from a past relationship and now that you're married uh, should have fallen off you a long time ago, especially once you got married? But are you still holding on to that residue? Is there any residue still left in you from feelings from somebody you had a long time ago? As I mentioned before, residue is whatever is left behind from the original substance. And as I come to a close, let me remind you that residue can become mold and fungus too. You see, residue is the longer you let it set, either outside and on you or inside of you, can grow uh, mold and grow fungus too. Uh, you see, residue, you have to get rid of it. You have to completely get rid of it. And whatever residue is on somebody else, if it falls off them, it can stick to you. You have to be prayed up. You have to stay prayed up. You have to keep on the full armor of God. You have to walk in love and walk in purpose and walk in boldness in the things that you know to be the truth because once you uh, walk in a lie outside the truth um, that residue can stick to you the residue left to linger uh, can grow into un something uh, unsightly and unhealthy and even ungodly residue will remain if you don't remove it and you can spread it if you don't shed it. So don't let the bad residue that falls off others affect you. Next week, God willing, I'll bring part two of this message in a lesson titled, Whatever You Leave Behind, Put It Out of Your Mind. Whatever You Leave Behind put it out of your mind. Next week, don't miss it. I'm Pastor Keith. And thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you. And may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.